so I started recording on my anchor. I should have did that in the beginning, but I'm not thinking too too clearly right now. Lily. Start acting funny on me now. I'll do your treat. Get in your bed. Get in your bed, sweetheart. I'll give you a treat. You too, little bit. likes to go up under the, the table. I mean, up under the bed and eat her, her treat. Lily, she just eats it right there. Uh, while she's uh, up under the bed, let me fix up her bed with her blanket because I know she likes it when it's spread out a certain way. Hey there, sweetie. You finished your treat already? See, I got your bed. I like it. There you go. Go ahead and get comfortable. You didn't want to sit on Papa's lap. I could really use it right now. But that's all right. You don't have to sit up on my lap. I know you um, need to her uh, her bed that her sister had because this was uh, Juanita's uh, auntie's dog. Offspring of the dogs that she had, this little Yorkie Chihuahua mix is a we call her a Chorky. And she's just a sweetheart. She's definitely a sweetheart. Oh, all this joint, this machine, and then, uh, to run to the bathroom, but I don't want to stop my recordings because I want my pure thoughts to be genuine and I'm not taking a sleeping pill right now because I'm still kind of in shock. Lazarus stayed on Skype call with me all the way up until I got home. Now he should have been the uncle I should have had. His wife is a good wife. She didn't know me from a can of paint. She talked me down. I really appreciate both of them. I mean, you can't ask for a better brother than last one. So, I, I told him, because uh, I was getting nervous being in, in Livonia because there's nothing but white people there. People were looking at me because, you know, I had tears and everything coming down my face. I just had to walk to the car. Um, so as soon as I found the, the highway, and I got to go towards Ypsilanti, then I really didn't care. Laz, Laz said, fuck what those white people thought. 
that brother knows how to bring me back to reality. Um, I need to talk to Dr. Grant. I got to ask him, how do you cope? Hey, Dimitri. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I, uh, I don't, I don't want to stop the recording, but I really got to go pee very quick. I, I know this is not professional or nothing, but I'm not a professional blogger. I'm, uh, I got to pee. I'll be right back. Scooter back closer to the bed because ever since they've been popping off these fireworks, she's uh just had a hard time. Little bit. Uh, if you would just listen, I I don't. That's when last, last one asked if I had any family. I don't, I don't have any siblings. And I, the cousins and everything, we just don't get along. That's the ghost on, you know, fair skin lines, you know, and I'm, I'm the darker one, so they're probably, if they, found out they're probably all laughing about my loss. Uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm scared to death. I'm, I'm really scared to death. And uh, say it again, Dimitri, I, I, I didn't catch it until it, it faded away um, I uh, I know I'm still shaky that I didn't I didn't think that I'd be able to roll up the blunt without tearing it so okay thanks bro I really appreciate that uh, 
Meanie wanted me to, you know, every time I, I had a, she, she encouraged me doing the, these rants in the black and just uh, letting it flow. I, uh, I'm not mad at her that she left without me. I just wish that she didn't leave without me because I had planned to drive her. The asthma attack can take somebody like that. Then she went into cardiac arrest. And then by the time I got there, she was cold. She <laughs> was cold. <sighs> don't want her, their kids to spin off in those damn vices. I'm afraid Brianna's gonna fall deeper into that bottle that I don't. She has a daughter. She, everybody's got to, we gotta keep, we gotta keep everything copacetic. And then I got, I got two of her locks in her barrette. I asked if I could cut them. And so, because her dreads were, she was finally growing her dreads out. You know, I said she was going to wear the locks like her sister braids, like her one daughter has. Finally saw my way of thinking about not giving our money to these Koreans. Putting that fake shit in your hair. She stopped wearing this like five years ago. She knew I loved her. With or without it. Uh, let see if I can uh, roll this joint. I know. Uh, uh, I know this is not. Manly thing to do is sitting up here. I don't know why that woman thought she said that just last week she didn't never think that she was gonna get married. And I just had to reply, I don't understand why you say that. I mean, you're a class act and you're a prize catch, and I'm damn proud to marry you. And Aggie is my wife. And I know we never went to sleep mad at each other. I just wanted to be able to tell her I love her one more time. Uh, 
can uh, I can fire this one up. It seemed like it stuck together pretty good. My baby got me this rolling machine because she knew that I was having a harder time rolling these blunts freehand. Still, I shake a lot. Yeah, I shake a lot. And a lot of times when I'm rolling up a blunt, a shake will come on. I try to let go of the blunt in time. Most of the time, I tear it. My dogs really hate these fireworks. Lily's having a hard time. Sweetheart, what can I do for you? Let me see if I can roll her up in one in my t-shirt. She likes laying on it, so I'm, I'm gonna roll her up in it because she's shivering. Come here, sweetheart. Let me roll you up in my t-shirt, okay? Get you to stop shivering a little bit. I know they shouldn't be popping that shit past 11 o'clock. So, so our state passed a law that they have to stop all these fireworks by 11 o'clock. And we had a plan to all our kids were going to come over tomorrow. Kids, the grandkids. Going to put the slip and slide in the backyard for the kids. And do some grilling and everything. Now I'm planning a funeral. And we didn't even get our insurance. We're due to see the insurance people next Tuesday. I miss my wife and it hasn't even been a whole day it's like I've been running around a head cut off I had to walk to the, from the hospital to the urgent care that was about, it said one and a half miles, but it ended up being 2.4 miles. Lasmore, he stayed on the phone with me. And then uh, I had to figure out how to turn the air conditioner on because that's Juanita. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. It just stopped. Dimitri, you still there with me, bro? Okay. Yeah, it stopped, and then I just, I restarted it. But I don't. You know, you got good people. Like you, Lasmore. Because I, I don't. I'm having a hard time talking. Brother, I really appreciate that. I really do. I, 
don't want y'all sitting up here and listening to me crying and everything. So that's why I'm trying to get, I'm trying, you know, she would always say, remember the good times you and your grandma had. She love when I come and give her a hug every morning. It was my ritual. Because I never had anybody like that to love me. That woman helped me. I was scared to death. When I woke up and I couldn't move my left side at all. Try getting out of my loft. Thank you. Thank you, Dimitri. I walked in on them. They told me to wait, but I didn't wait. And I walked in on them as they were taking the tube, the regulator off. They, they couldn't put the genie back in the bottle. The doctor wanted to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to no doctor. He wanted to tell me what was going on, how it happened. I already knew how it happened. Juanita said, how come you always get scared when she leaves the house? And I told her, There was this movie called A Day Late in the Dollar Shortwood. With Whoopi Goldberg. And I said, I'm afraid that you're gonna have a, a asthma attack. We watched this movie and then she finally realized why I got real scared when she got short of breath. I always made sure that there was an inhaler. I bought I, I bought a, a I bought two uh, of those carrier carrier nebulizers, and then I bought one of the plugs in the house here. Uh, Ampomodidine. Always keep that. I, I always I always made sure she had it. And um, I mean, she just she just took a breathing treatment before she left for this. She was getting this new job. I didn't want her to have the job, but my auntie, my auntie fucked around and messed up the doggone inheritance money. We've been walking on eggshells for a couple of months now. I don't know why my grandma let my auntie, the one that likes to gamble a lot, be the executor. And now my youngest aunt is mad at her sister because my aunt done spent the tax money. My grandma put enough money away to take the 
taxes on this house for between seven and ten years. And I mean, I, I kept hearing all these game sounds coming from uh, his laptop, not thinking that she paying for games. I get free games. I don't have to pay for games. But I didn't get, you know, mad. I did get mad at my auntie for messing up that money like that, but I never talked down to her. Because I promised my grandma that I would watch after both of my aunties. This is the auntie that likes to gamble. She's also has cerebral palsy. So I got to take care of both aunts. One's not even mobile because she took a razor to her throat. I remember that day. I remember that. And for a whole year, I was really, really mad at my auntie for doing that because right after she did it, she called my grandmother in. And good thing my grandmother had bad eyesight because she didn't see all that blood. Juanita had put me in the room with the dogs. And then when she went in there, the, the, the tone of her voice, the, her saying, call 911. She ran downstairs. I left the dogs in the room. I went in there and all I saw was a stream of blood shooting out. And by that time, Juanita came back upstairs she had got a towel and she kept my auntie alive. She says I froze and um, I apologized to my auntie Juanita told me to stop apologizing because she didn't she didn't know what was going on. My baby came to the rescue and saved my auntie. I promised my brother Lazmo I wouldn't do anything to myself. I gotta hold my promise. Because all I got is my word. I just want to be with her. Though. I want Dimitri. I just. <laughs> I just. <laughs> He saw that I, I almost hit my Cadillac, pulled him in. I was wiping my face because it was blurry with all the tears. But last morning, I don't really know how to take that. She said, uh, strong words, I guess. It's 
motherfuckers just scaring my poor dogs. And then it's like these motherfuckers, they keep getting louder and louder and shit. But I understand because we bought some loud shit too. Won't, won't be lit tomorrow. I don't have any desire to do anything on the 4th of July. See this, this gone today. I mean, here today and gone tomorrow type shit. I, it, it just didn't pan out with me when my mom died. And, and then uh, I had a bunch of uh, friends that I played online games with that, that worked in the Cantor Fitzgerald at uh, Twin Tower. All of them died. And then I had my nervous breakdown. Because my, my mom died on August the 23rd, 2001. Aaliyah's plane dropped out of the sky the next day. That was a Saturday. My mom died on a Friday. My mom used to tutor Aaliyah before she got real big. And I held it together, see? I held it, I held it together for the funeral. And we sent her home right. And, uh, Then 9-11 happened, my grandma, she woke me up. I was in the living room sleeping on the floor. She had one of those big, you know, console TVs because they hadn't faded out that, that signal yet. So, you know, she turned on the TV. She was like, look at this. And I turned because my grandfather and I, we climbed the tower to the observation he cheated yeah he cheated he said he he, went, he didn't go up all them motherfucking stairs and shit because he was up there smoking a cigarette and uh by the time i got up it was like well over two and a half hours to climb up that motherfucking shit and uh yeah he, he cheated but it, it's all fair and, and good and everything and shit so anyway uh turn on the tv i was like when did they make a movie with 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 the one of the towers on fire and she she was like no this is live tv and then you saw the second plane and the second plane hit the other tower and i was like we're being attacked we're being attacked and i still have night tears of the motherfuckers dropping throwing themselves over and having that nine second drop crashing through that that uh glass vestibule at the bottom of the towers if you ever been there you know those people probably don't even know what i'm talking there's a glass fucking vestibule that you walk up under and shit and these people were they they that's what they landed on. So when you heard the thump, and you know, yeah, some motherfucking cameraman to zoom in on some of these motherfuckers. You know, I mean, all the way down. You didn't see them pop, but that shit fucks with me to this day. Nene didn't want to get on the plane because of that shit. Now I almost talked her into, you know, getting on the plane. Look, you know, when my aunties, you know, go to the upper room and stuff, we sell this place and uh, maybe go to Africa. Or there where uh, Sudan is at or something like that. Maybe open up a lollipop stand or something. I don't know. No. That ain't gonna happen. I will never take this ring off. And she was one of the last of the great ones. 
Now my grandfather taught me how you find them. One of the great ones, one of the things to look out for it. When you put the lady in the car and you shut her door, if she reaches over and unlocks and opens your door, she's one of the last of the great ones. I've only had two females do that. Nini and this white bitch named Mindy. Mindy was cool. She's a TSA and she's still a TSA agent. But she was divorced of her uh, husband. Had an eight-year-old son that stayed with him and his new wife. And, uh, you know, the son and I got along cool. We played that, uh, shit, Halo. And, uh, I mean, he was a cool kid. And, uh, I don't know. Mindy just seemed more bubbly and shit. And the ex-husband and shit started asking questions to the little kid. And, um, as soon as that little kid told that motherfucker I was black. He threatened to take the son and move to another state and never let her see it again. So when she told me that, I was like, oh, you, you, you taking your son over there flat out. And I fully understand that she had hurt. But hey, it is what it is. She was older than me anyway, but man. did exactly what Nini did, but Nini did it way better and with class. But you know, all these white bitches and shit, they, they either think about slumming after they get to a certain age and shit, or they're, they're in the midst of slumming. They always go back. They're never true. They always go back to their community. And I just had this white kid on TikTok tell me the whole secret behind white people. He was like, even in his family, they're racist. They're all Republican. They're all MAGA motherfuckers. But his mom never told him the racism was wrong. See, my grandparents and shit, they had the complexion of acceptance. No. Hell, my grandmother even passed for white and got a nice elevator job at the motherfucking department store in Birmingham, Alabama. Held that job for, what, two, three years? Until her darker, older sister came and picked her up in the family car, which was a... a, a that wasn't supposed to happen because niggas weren't supposed to have cars. But because their father was a, a, a preacher and had his own church and the church built the house and church bought the car, uh, they were able to drive around. So when my Aunt Bebe picked up my grandma, her boss was like, who is that, your maid? And Aunt Bebe, being as loud and boisterous as she was, I loved it. Jeff, that was my favorite, but uh, she was like, no, that's my sister. And it was just like, you're black? You're fired. <laughs> I mean, just that quick. I mean, they thought she was white. She, she said that these motherfuckers would tell, we are on white people. We we, we stay in their mind rent-free 24 motherfucking seven, three fucking 65 days a year. And, and I mean, she would hear the jokes that they would tell and how derogatory they will be to our women and shit like that. And, you know, how they even had some, some uh, white motherfuckers and shit wanting to rape 
you know, little kids and shit. And I mean, and all because they thought they were all, you know, the same race. Damn, I wish I recorded my grandmother telling me some of that shit. Because, you know, I'm going to have another stroke probably, and I'm not going to be able to remember it. Nene typed out my book. I know she sent it to me. I'm supposed to have it proofread. That's going to cost, but I'm not thinking about that right now. I got other things I got to take care of. Yes, I wrote a book while I was in prison, kind of like how Anne Frank did and Anne Frank, uh, you know, day to day, the shit that, that I saw and went through and it's three years. Yeah, it's, uh. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a book, but it's, she was going to help me be an author. Yeah, you can read it. Um, let me find it. I can send it to you. Um, you're going to have a lot of, you know, no, I don't know. She, she didn't have no typos, but she, uh, My baby got it ready. She got it for me. I'll, I'll let you see it. I forgot what we were going to name it. I think I was going to call it Betrayed by Blood. Because that's, you know, my uncle sent me to prison. Because I had, I had to beat his ass. You know, I had the probation because they, he told that I had a stun gun, the broken stun gun, but still I'm not supposed to have it. I guess I can't protect myself and shit at all. But anyway, so he told his cop friend, his cop friend came over here, raided the house, you know, got a bullshit warrant, raided the house, and uh, they found the stun gun. And so, yeah, I, I got two years probation. Okay. Second week of my damn probation, this motherfucker follows me into a and W party store over here on Michigan Avenue starts talking shit and you know fumbling around like he got his 38 on him and shit now I know this motherfucker got a, a carry conceal license and shit go ahead and pull it do what you want to do if you want to pull it pull it and man, he walked up on me, man. And I'm my uncle, he has gingivitis real bad. I mean, this motherfucker, he's lost every upper tooth on the upper gum and shit. And non-brushing teeth, motherfucker. So that gingivitis, I mean, when it hit my nostrils, man, I just I just clocked him. And then he fell up against the 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 pastries, the whole, the hostess cakes and shit, because that's still when uh, Twinkies and shit was still being made. And I hit him like four more times down on the ground. And they said because I had my wedding ring on and shit, you know, that's what really cut him and shit. Motherfucker was like, he opened me up in four places. It's like, no, motherfucker, I hit you with that ring and it opened you up in four places. Motherfucker swore up and down. I had brass knuckles and shit. It's like, no, nah, motherfucker. Even you said, us southpaws, we hit harder. Fool. So, they, you know, violated my probation. I had to do, they gave me a one to four for having that stun gun. And I did three years. They flopped me twice. That I refuse to work in that motherfucker. I didn't want to work up in that motherfucker. I didn't need to work. And, you know, they, they wanted me to work the shoe shine. You know, you carry around this portable boot shiner and you shine all the CO's boots and shit. That paid four cents an hour. 
and there was no fucking way. See, they only gave that that job to niggers and wiggers, white boys that acted black and shit, and you don't want to hang out with black and shit like that. Because the last time I saw, they had a white boy doing it, and this motherfucker was wiggered out. I mean, if I was blind and I was talking to this fool, I think he was, I think I'd be talking to a nigger. But he's straight up a white boy. But yeah, he worked that job and shit. And, you know, you get paid every two weeks and shit. So, oh, let's do some math here. I just want to see this shit, you know, what the motherfucker was bringing home because, man, he was working. Shining boots like I don't know what, man. And no, you don't get no tips. Now, you got a staff of over 150 COs and guard tower watchers. And you got the rollers and shit that roll around the motherfucker. You got two of those rolling around 24-7. They all got black boots. Let's see. Yeah, four cents an hour. Hold on. Calculator is janky. Okay, if you got four cents and he had to work eight hours, six days a week. So that would be four times eight. So he'd be making $3.20 for a day. Okay, let's let's do uh, 12 days. Okay. 20 times 12. Okay, so he'd be shining boots and shit, and every two weeks he would be getting paid $38.40. Yep. And the first thing that he would buy were these motherfucking ramen noodles. Well, that's what I would buy too because I didn't like eating in the in the motherfucking mess hall and shit because the shit looked like a mess. I mean, it fed us motherfucking food with maggots, you know what I'm saying? So the best bet. Buy your shit from the commissary and shit. You know, you get the meat sticks and stuff like that and make you a cook-up. Say, fuck that slop over there at the chow hall and stuff. But yeah, this motherfucker would be man, in the dead of heat. Now, the yard don't have no trees. No trees. So that means no shade. So the only shade that you could really get were from pole barn because they that, that's what they had us in the pole barn and uh this white boy would be out there it seemed like the seals now they could wear hats now we could wear hats too if you were able to keep your hat but you know that would be the first thing a lot of people would gank from you and shit so you know the first thing that i did and shit i got me a black uh sharpie and i put my initials and i put my my first three numbers of my number up on on the uh on the bill so you couldn't take my shit other than that people that just tried to wear their their hat their state issue hat and if they put it down somewhere and you turn around that motherfucker will be gone but anyway it seemed like these co's and shit would stop this white boy and make him shine their boots in the in i mean in the dead nothing but sun Three of them, like two COs and shit, because he has to do both COs. So the only ones they out there in the yard, only casting their shadows. This white boy is sweating buckets, man. But I mean, he worked that job all the way up until I got transferred to another prison. But there's no fucking way in hell I was doing that job. Or I was doing nothing. Now look. The first week I was in there and shit. I volunteered like a fool. To make state soap. 
Now, the ingredients, we don't have access to the ingredients. It's all mixed by the CO with shit. Then it's given to us. Then we pour the concoction into the molds and shit and then let it set up. And then we break the molds and shit and boom, we got to stay soaked and shit. Okay, this motherfucker put so much fucking lie in this motherfucking soap mix. It was burning. It took your skin off. It was like magic shave on your skin. And mixing this shit, man, I knew I was like, man, something don't feel right because it was it was heating the container up you know extra to the point that you couldn't hardly hold the container and so that motherfucker he got reprimanded he ended up losing his job because it turned out he did that shit on purpose and shit and that burn that that shit did a chemical burn not just on me and my hands but i never used state soap for you know i bought i bought dial and and, and, and gov and shit from the commissary. I never used state soap. The only time I used state soap is when uh, I saved it for the, the, uh, the man that will wash our t-shirts. Because, you know, you have state t-shirts and shit. So you get five of them. And so, you know, you rotate them. And so I always had a crisp white t-shirt on and shit. And, and my man and shit, he would only, you know, charge me a noodle for, you know, taking care of all of my shirts. So I gave him two noodles and we just kept it like that for, you know, two years that I was there. And uh, yeah, stay so, oh no, don't use that shit. Mm-mm, not even now. Cause the lie, I mean, it will, if you put that in your, if you get it in your eye and oh wow, man, you, uh, you know, them new cats and shit that this is like, like me. But I was a little more, you know, on the know, not to use that shit. I heard it from, you know, people out in the street. New cats and shit that were indigent, didn't have no, no family back in or nothing like that. Especially that one white motherfucker that impregnated his own daughter at the age of 10. I hated that motherfucker and shit. I, I, I see, why y'all gotta put this motherfucker in here with us? You know, they, I mean, just his aura made our whole cube off. It didn't have uh, the right chi. Yeah, it, it was off. Uh, find out that motherfucker. He was, you know, he didn't think it was anything wrong. And then they had this one, I remember his name was Craiger or some last name Craiger and shit. That this motherfucker was fucking his own brother seven-year-old daughter his niece and so by the time he transferred down from a level five to a level four three they stop level twos and then they bring you down to the level one into the camp and shit here they put this motherfucker because by the time Craig came in the one uh uh one uh Call him Papa Smurf and shit. He looked like Papa Smurf, the one knocked up his daughter. He got transferred and shit because one, they stole his TV, and then he got caught up in 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 the bathroom and shit, and somebody threw a few lumps on him and shit. I wasn't there. I just saw the blood after effect because I came out from the yard, and it's man. Prison ain't no joke. It ain't no joke, not. No, I would never want to. I'd send my uncle there because he sent me there. But stabbings and shit. And these Mexicans, shit, they killed one of their own for, get ready, $8 in some odd sense of stamped envelopes that he didn't pay back. He was a bookie. Uh, no, he wasn't a bookie. He bet and wasn't able to pay, and he got stabbed up, and he ain't make it. That shit haunts me. 
and they, they, I mean, them, them Mexican gangs in there and shit, they'll, they'll do their own up quick as hell in a heartbeat. You don't pay your tab, especially to the bookie. Hey, you know, he was a fresh fish, what they call, you know, just in first two weeks, and this is his first bid in there for stealing cars, running a, like a makeshift chop shop, some shit like that. And the crazy thing, I, I mean, Anita would listen to these stories that I, shit that I saw up in there. Stuff that I didn't disclose in the book. So I disclose a lot of shit. The day-to-day goings and comings and oh shit. You got these these COs and stuff that um, you know, they come to work just to fuck with you. See, these are the type of people and shit that they're assholes to their wife and shit. And as soon as that motherfucker leaves the door and shit, and she knows that he's all the way in in Adrian and shit, and they got 30 miles between them, and she fucking the neighbor. And man, we had this one motherfucker, man, and shit. I said, I hope this motherfucker loses his job. Shit. Man, this motherfucker got drunk one day, beat somebody up and shit, took the Michigan State Troopers and shit on a high-speed chase. We're seeing this motherfucker on TV. He lost his job. Wife didn't want him, so he lost his his marriage. And uh, he ended up in level uh, four. Same prison. Ain't that some shit? But he looked like, you want to know what he looked like? He looked like Gomer Pyle. We called him Gomer Pyle. You know, like Shazam, golly, you know. He looked just like Goma Pop. But yeah, he uh he a felon now. Yeah. Beat up his wife. Um oh 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 what happened was he came home early and saw that his neighbor was fucking his wife, so he beat the wife up, beat the neighbor up, and went on a a, a high speed chase with the Michigan State troopers on uh uh e- E23, Expressway 23, going towards Toledo, Ohio. But they got him in like French Township. That's like Monroe. He didn't get to the to the uh to the, the state line. I think Michigan would have chased him and shit into into uh Ohio because he still had his gun on him. I don't know why, you know, they can't have no gun in the prison. They got to lock it up. But why do motherfucking COs got guns that they can't use them in the most dangerous place? Why do they give them a gun to, like they a real cop and they not no real cop? Uh, I don't understand that. And see, check this out. All COs are the class rejects that couldn't get into the police academy and they flunked out that also goes for all medical staff that work at prisons they're all of their class the lower class flunkies they couldn't get you know hired into a a hospital and shit they were the run of the mill the last the 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 suck them down sluts uh rns so the prison hires them they don't know shit. This also goes for the doctors. Now, I, I had a motherfucking doctor and shit that had red hair. Now, my 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 daddy had red hair and shit. And my mama says my hair was even red and shit. This motherfucker looked like a black Scooby-Doo. I mean, when you talk about a quack... This motherfucker, oh my god, he was the one that kept fucking with my insulin and shit, you know what I'm saying?